me. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He's so excited he could shit. It's Bill. And apparently he's in the can, because he's not here right now. And he's supposed to be serving a 700-year prison sentence. It's Josh. But apparently he's already in jail. And I'm the devil's helper. My name is Andy. And as you could tell, because I'm the only one talking, it's just me right now. Uh, I want to explain a little bit about what you're going to hear in this episode. Normally, when we do a review, when we started Trigun, we kind of started a new format where we do a review and then the next week, when the episode's going to actually be released, we do a segment of nerd news and we kind of try to stitch the two together. Uh, the problem is, as you can tell maybe from my voice, is that I am not necessarily feeling well and we could not meet last week, so we have no nerd news segment. Because of that, you have me rambling for a few minutes before we actually get to the review of Trigun Episode 5, Hard Puncher, which we do have done and ready for you in just a moment. But before we get to that review, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up shortly here. It is the holiday season. Happy holidays to you and all of your close ones. And because of the holidays, we're actually going to take a little bit of a break in releasing new episodes of our review of Trigun. Actually, our next review of Trigun after this one will release on Monday, January 9th. This will give us a little bit of time to record a few episodes, get a few into the can, but we are not going to leave you without new content. We're actually going to be recording a brand new episode of a movie review. Yes, we're reviewing the first of the three Berserk movies. It's something that I was not super familiar with and was a little leery at first, but after watching it tonight, I'm actually looking forward to our review. Joining us for that review is local comedian Nikki Gillette, and it'll be Josh, Nikki, and myself talking about a lot of bloodshed, a lot of violence, and a really interesting anime. We may have something else released before our January 9th return, so be on the lookout on our main feed for some other bonus content. Speaking of bonus content, at the end of the episode, we actually get talking about our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. If you want to check that out and you want to help support us monetarily, we would very much appreciate it. The cost of hosting on Podomatic on our website, uh, it, it, it takes a lot, and we would love to get some better recording equipment. We would love to be able to get someone to edit our episodes, so that way I don't have to spend anywhere from two to five hours of my life every week doing that and not coming up with new stuff for the Questionable Never Network for Tuning Japanese 
and what have you. You can donate a dollar or more per month. At the minimum of one dollar, you become an Across Recruit, which gives you content such as weekly bonus minisodes. We've released several of those already, and some very interesting topics. Uh, we may release one of those on the main feed just to give you a general idea of what we kind of ramble about. And also any bonus episodes that we get from our campaign goals. For $3 or more per month, you are a gung-ho gun. And as a gung-ho gun, you will receive a set of three Tuning Japanese logo stickers. You're also going to be given the power to vote for future series reviews. Uh, from time to time, we'll be asking for input on short series or movies or even things like topics for our mini-sodes. And you'll get a chance to vote on those for $5 or more a month, you become a Sailor Senshi. You get everything that I've mentioned already before, plus you get to submit a specific anime episode for us to review. Yes, you can choose any anime, any episode that you want us to review that you think that we would enjoy, or you just want to put us through a torturous sort of situation, and we will dedicate that episode to you live on our main feed. Uh, so definitely check that out. For $10 or more a month, you are at the It's Over 5,000 level. You get all of what we've said, plus an opportunity to join us on a future episode of Tuning Japanese. Uh, so definitely check all of those out. We've got four bonus episodes up right now. We also have some stretch goals. If we reach $50 or more per month, we'll release a bonus episode every month of a bonus movie review. And those will be voted on by our patrons. For $100 a month, we should be able to get someone to take over the burden of editing our audio, which will give me back a huge chunk of my life. And then for $200 per month, we'll be able to keep our old episodes up. We're actually almost at our limit with our host, Podomatic, which means that those first few episodes are going to start slowly disappearing from our main feed. So if you want to keep those alive, definitely check that out. We're also going to give you more bonus content for that $200 per month, continuing our Pokemon Generations reviews, as well as doing some other bonus reviews on our Patreon so, with that out of the way, I'm done rambling and promoting. Definitely check out today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. And in just a moment, through the magic of technology, Josh and Bill are going to join me. Have a good one. Happy holidays. And enjoy the show. So, this is Josh's week. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to be talking again, once again, about episode five, Hard Puncher. <laughs> oh, we're going to giggle every time we say hard puncher. Big fister. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Josh! I, yeah! Take it away, my All friend. Right. Well, we open in Enepril City and in a solitary diner. Inside, we see a young boy arguing with his mother about <laughs> wanting to get a handgun. It, it blows my mind how this episode starts. Like, if you if you have not seen the episode before, right. you just you see this, like, like you said, this diner, and you hear this kid... Please, Mom, buy me a gun! It's like, what? <laughs> right. It's like, right. what the fuck? Well, this they is kind of set like up a... to the Old West. And so that True. Would, that wouldn't right. be that awkward. I guess. He's like, he's looking for a well, Frank Marlin like, special. Like nine, you know? I mean, that's even young for the Old West. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. By the way, the kid's name is 
Tonis. Tonis. T T O N I S. Not not Thomas. Right. Like the like the bird thing. Goat. Goat. Because he actually penis. even says later, <laughs> or probably in the same breath that he's going to that he would be willing to clean out the Thomas stables. See, I see at first like if you're not paying close attention, it's like he they, they, he's going to clean out his, his own, own stables. Yeah. Like his mom puts him in right. a stable. No wonder why he wants a gun. By the right? way, uh, <laughs> by the way, Thomas. Menendez. <laughs> Tannis is voiced by uh, Ian Hawk. Uh, while the uh, argument is going on, Vash is seen in the background. He looks like he's enjoying some steak. He's got this really goofy. I uh, love look. it. Like in this whole scene where they slow down time in a second, you still see Vash still enjoying the steak, <laughs> right? And it's the cutest thing. Right. All of a sudden, but bounty hunters kick down the door. Oh my god! All of a sudden, but hunters cut down the door. <laughs> but hunters. But hunters too. I think. I think that's a porn that Josh owns. <laughs> Actually, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure where I got it. God knows where I got my porn sometimes. It was weird places. Probably from your brother. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, wait, he didn't know that I took his porn. <laughs> like, being, I didn't know I that remember, you remember, took my porn. I remember being over at his house and being like, yep, that's a porn just sitting out, all right. Yep. <laughs> and you didn't know I sold it. Yes, you did <laughs> sold my copy of La Blue Girl. We get the shaky cam documentary style type of camera work which okay yes we see it nowadays and it's kind of played out but it was it works really well here yeah and, and this is 90, 1998 this style was not a very commonly used and it was good to accentuate the whole intensity of the situation right and it wasn't shaky 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 it was just sort of blurred and building yeah, suspense yeah. yeah in and out of focus yes and that's exactly what it was it was building up suspense but yeah it breaks suspense because like I said it goes to Vash and Vash is still eating a steak with a goofy look on his face like, yeah as they're leveling the guns and then we get the cut out to black we hear the gun fire mm-hmm. and then we cut to seeing Vash lying in a pool of red surrounded by bullet holes can I note that when you see the outside of this place this restaurant is called Coffee and Restaurant and coffee is spelled C-O-F-F-E uh, did you guys notice that? I didn't I did not I, I'm trying my, my, my goal this it's season to out, is to point out the odd English like, you it's mean just, the English? yes it's very odd uh-huh. uh, carry on so the uh, hunters are seen celebrating that they've uh, taken out Vasta Sampede and they're going on about how they'll even get the diner fixed up because they're multi-billionaires the one guy is just kind of going off and the other guys start freaking out because Vash is Getting up, he's kind of hanging around them. Before that, one of my favorite quotes from these guys, these, uh, what do you call them, the butt, butt guys? The butt hunters. The butt hunters, yeah. Uh, is, one of them says, I'm so excited I can shit. <laughs> <laughs> that really fits that with the butt hunters. It does, it's crazy. So, Vash gets up, is up, and he uh, grabs one of the guys' guns, mm-hmm. and he ends up shooting them with nerf darts. Well, yes. uh, not I mean, more or less, they're Nerf darts. Yeah, they're like the old-fashioned ones. Suction darts. Suction Suction darts. Cups, yeah. So, yeah. And what's really cool is, you know, they're all like, ah! They're, they didn't freak out, and you hear just one shot, but you see each and every one of them's got a single dart, on mm-hmm. at least one dart on their face. That's how multiples. good Vash is. I know. So then he informs them that uh, they're out of bullets, which is funny because the one dude's got a shotgun right in his face, and he's just like, oh, come on, go ahead, pull the trigger, just do it! Yeah, he does. It's so, it's such a cheesy face he makes. Right. Like, tilting his head to the side. And he informs them that everyone's, except for the one dude whose gun he took... Except for this guy. <laughs> yeah. They're all out of bullets. Yep. 
So then we just kind of cut to them walking off into, trudging off into the sunset in their underwear. I want to talk about a couple of quotes, because, <laughs> again, this is also the other thing that I like to do. When Vash, I can't remember the exact situation, just I know Vash says, oh, I'm so relieved. I was so worried about that. I think right. that was when, like, they talked about him being dead. Or yeah. He's, like, he's alive or whatever. You smell like tomatoes. You smell like tomatoes. And then uh, <laughs> another line I love is, like, one of the guys who then tries to kill Vash against us, I'll reimburse you, all right, with a one-way trip to the pearly gates. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, you're just like throwing two different. I mean, I get like what the, the pearly the, the gates pearly are. Gates I get that, but it's like the, I'll reimburse you with this. Like, what that doesn't make any sense? But anyway, well, because a one way ticket would cost some money, I, and so instead of paying for dry cleaning, they give you a ticket on a trip. Okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, and then I love the line where he says, "I get so embarrassed when I have to introduce myself." But since you asked, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a hunter of peace, the one who chases the elusive mayfly of love. Or, well, something, something like, like that. that. And then he gets a little sparkle. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's yeah, great. It's, a, it's a perfect bit. So after our butt hunters are, have been uh, mm-hmm, taken care mm-hmm. of, we cut back to uh, Vash enjoying a shortcake, speaking to an old man and a waitress. The old man, I want to point this out, is voiced by uh, William Frederick Knight. The reason why I point, point this out is uh, probably... Because you do it every time? Well, that, and yep. probably throughout a lot of our reviews, pretty much any old man that you see in an anime is probably going to be voiced by this guy. Oh. It's a very prolific voice. He was, he was very typecast. Yes. Well, he has a very he has a very old and gravelly voice. Gotcha. Very sagely, even. Uh, like he's known for doing the voice of the the um, chief in uh, the first Ghost in the Shell movie. Uh, yeah. Got it. Those guys like- are dead if they wandered out in the desert in nothing but their underwear. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that was a death sentence. Yeah, so this is another case of Vash basically killing people. Yeah. They're talking to Vash while he's enjoying the short stack until they pull guns on him. They ask him to die without a fuss. Poor Vash. He gets so many guns pulled on him in this episode. Yeah, but this is the shittiest one. Like, this is the shittiest thing that's happened to him yet. Right. Like, it is. He just, he pretty much thought he was saving these people. He did. He did save these he people. He did save these well, people. Were, the bounty hunters, the butt hunters didn't have anything to do with, with them, and they were even saying, hey, we'll fix your shit up, your place up. But what's interesting about this is that while it's shitty... We find out soon why everyone is so after Vash. Right. And it is for self-preservation. It's that idea right. of kill or be killed, survival of the right. fittest, unfortunately. And they, they still apologize to him. And you actually see behind the waitress a shot of a massive mob coming towards the diner. Yes. And Vash just looks up at him with his mouth full and just, no biggie. <laughs> he does. It's great. So we cut to our intrepid insurance girls outside yeah. of Nefro City. <gasps> they're, they're... Do you know what one of the insurance girls is? Who that is? It's Millie Thompson, guys! Millie! I fucking love Millie! Ah. So they're checking out the situation. They're checking out the town. They notice that the plant that supplies all the power and resources that keeps the city alive is not working. If she's Millie Thompson, why didn't she have a Tommy gun? Oh, that'd be badass. Well, I mean, that's what the Thompson, yeah. that's what Tommy stood for. Yeah. Thompson, Thompson, I don't know. submachine gun. So I don't know. Good question. Because she's a pacifist? She could be Millie Gatling. Oh, I like yeah, that. Millie, Millie Gatling actually sounds pretty badass. That's actually her cousin. Is it? No. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. Josh is lying to you. Oh, okay. So once again, we're getting our traditional exposition dump. Meryl begins to explain that they can't just repair a plant. Pretty much that it's very expensive and it's mm-hmm, hard hard mm-hmm. to do. So and that's that big light bulb thing in the background, right? Right, right. Yes. right. As they're talking about the plant, they hear the explosions outside in the town. Marilyn is so excited. She gets very excited. She gets super excited. She's like, oh my god, this could be the time yeah. I see Vash. Yeah, and the, it's going to be his downfall. Cut to Vash falling down a, an alleyway. <laughs> Guys, 
I love this sequence. Oh this is one of the greatest sequences in all of Trigun. So, it's a lot of fun. So we see Vash falling down into this alleyway. Screaming, ah, can this be the end? Right. <laughs> so pretty much we get this whole, I don't know, montage bit of Vash fleeing from the entire population of a Nepril city. Because he doesn't want to kill them. It's great. And, and it's almost like, you almost imagine, it almost looks like one of those old school Cartoons where you have one character yes. run by, and then the whole mob yes. like a like it's a, a Scooby like, well, like a Benny Hill closing. Yeah, you get not a cartoon, the, but yes. Yeah, but you get to hear the uh, the yakety slacks on there going on. Yakety slacks. Yeah, that's what it's called. The yakety slacks. The the yakety sacks. Yakety sacks. I thought it was yakety slacks. No, there's no pants. What was Benny Hill, dude? I mean, that guy had toilet humor and didn't run around. Ran around without sack slacks. Oh, without sacks. Oh my. And slacks. I mean, some of them. There's usually uh, hot girls. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I love how in this scene we get my one. Probably my favorite part of it is when Vash is literally trying to tightrope walk across <laughs> a clothesline, and a bunch of women pop out and they go, "There he is!" And he turns around and says, "Oh, really? You mean me?" It, and like it, does like the sparkly like a, face again, like a Vogue pose, because because like because it's women calling. So yeah, like exactly. he gets super excited, and then they open fire on him. <laughs> they do. He flies through a window where there's an old lady with curse. Oh wait, no, that's uh, not that's uh, not Kurnikosama. No, no. But I love or her orange right ear, not Kurnikosama. I love her lineup. Everyone's so busy today. Right. <laughs> we, so great. We cut the Vash running and crying, and he's like, "Oh, everyone's trying to get me. Why? What? What have I ever done to them, Mama?" And then he starts crying and blowing his nose. He goes, "Why am I crying in French?" And then he realizes he's blowing his nose on a pair of boxer shorts. <laughs> Freaks out. It runs into a bell. It just—it's so zany. Like right. this is ridiculous and amazing. I love it. And then someone tries to shoot him in the bell tower with a rocket launcher. Yeah, who gives this guy a fucking rocket launcher? I don't know. I think it's the only rocket launcher we, we see. Like, well, no, 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 not at all. Actually, no. <laughs> while all this is going on, Meryl and Millie are sitting on like a power power line. Yeah, pole. that's like a power pole. Like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? There? They're just commenting. On- power pole. That's going to be like my new Finnish metal band. Yeah, I thought that was another one of Josh's porn videos. <laughs> no, actually, no. That was going to be the name of my uh, <laughs> Finnish power metal band. That was all of a tribute to Dragon Ball. Yes, because Goku had the power pole. Yes, but yeah, they're 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 pretty much commenting on what's going on yes. at this point. And then Meryl's like, "All right, <laughs> screw this. I'm going in." And she jumps Why off. Does parachutes have a fucking parachute. Oh no! Another fucking zany thing. Like she <laughs> just jumps down off this giant thing. <laughs> Floats down. So they they jump into this well. Look, there's just too much to comment on. But they get blown up. I mean, Millie just pretty much says that it's a scene of mayhem. Yeah, it's, you know, Millie and Meryl get blown up and look disheveled, so we get a little bit of, like, Looney Tunes there. Uh, One Um, of my favorite bits, actually, is you hear in the background, a guy goes, Who used the grenade? (laughs) You can't collect a bounty if he's a pile of pulp. That's awesome. There's another guy that screamed, It hurts so bad, I can't stand it! It's just just so great. I mean, it's a a mess. And finally, you you hear over a loudspeaker, Mm -hmm. somebody from HQ, asking everyone to halt all hunting of Vash the Stampede. And we cut to two gentlemen, uh, referred to as uh, the director, mm-hmm. or chairman, and comments that they've been trying for four hours. That's a long time. Four hours. <laughs> and that, even more interestingly enough, Vash has not returned a single shot on anyone. He has not fired a gun. Which, I'm not surprised. I mean, well, no. Yeah. They are. They are, though. 
So the girls show up and they're wanting to know what's going on and Meryl's being Meryl and pretty much being mm-hmm. as intense as she is. And the the uh, chairman begins to explain that they need the money from Vash's capture to fix their power plant. Ah, indeed. And then we kind of get a cut to something massive coming and the, the chairman's <laughs> like, That's oh. another one of his porns. <laughs> Man, it is a porn night indeed. It is. And the chairman actually does state, well, yeah, I noticed things were going bad, so I thought we would fight fire with fire, and I hired them, to which we see a giant. Fucking weird giant with, like, some sort of weird, like. Bulbous head? And, 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 and like. Hydrocephalic giant with a steam whistle. Steam whistle. That's what I'm gonna say. The steam whistle was what weirded me out the most. Carrying a little old man in in his uh, in his vest pocket. Weird. Doctor Wiley. Right. (laughs) Essentially, he runs into a parked car to which he starts crying, like severely, like 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 it just was like the end of the world. Uh, That's because he is really. See, I don't understand this guy because like he acts like a child, and it makes sense because the old man basically says it. That's his son. Son. So, right. I don't know. Like, does well, this thing have the this, mind... Is this like a Frankenstein sort of thing? It was created by the Doctor? Well, this well, is... Well, if its brain is all swollen up with the waterhead, uh, it, might, <laughs> it might just be... That could be. For lack of a better phrase, retarded. And we have our introductions that this is voiced by David Lucas, and his son, Goff Seth Nebraska, voiced by Joe Romersa again. Joseph, but spelled all fucking weird. Right, yeah, right. fucking weird. Like yeah. George R. R. Martin spelling Joseph. Right. And we find out that they are uh, criminals who are supposed to be serving a 700-year <laughs> prison sentence. Which does make a question, actually. Uh, if they're serving 700 years, does that mean the years are kind of shorter here? Or are they actually literally 700 of our Earth years? Well, to answer that, they said that they were charged with over 150 different offenses. So I'm assuming... That just simply means that all that has racked up. And you have no idea how long that thing lives. That's, okay, you have a You got to be, yeah, you got to play it safe there. Because if it's right. like some sort of Frankenstein's monster, it could be immortal. Right. So, yeah, Meryl realizes what the uh, director's plan was, which is to pretty much have a criminal bring down another criminal. Nothing like fighting fire with gasoline. <laughs> I, I, can I tell you how much I love the old man Nebraska? Oh God, he's just... he, his voice, his, everything about him. I like when they ask like, what, the guy on the megaphone's like, what, what are you doing, Nebraska family? You're supposed to be in jail. And the, old, the little old guy says, we released ourselves yesterday at our own discretion. But that's and the a jailbreak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's like, that, that is called a jailbreak. It's right, so great. It's a great bit. Oh um, God. So, while they're talking about what they're going to need to do, a young girl shows up by the name of Sandy, voiced by Sandy Fox, which I found kind of ironic and funny, Hmm. who informs the director, Meryl Millie, and Professor Nebraska that they got him. Yeah, they do. Break card! Break card! Back from break. Vash ends up in a bar where he chugs on some beer. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about how he's back alive and then gets more guns drawn on him <laughs> by the wait staff. Oh, uh, the uh, poor Vash. I know. <laughs> in this episode. So we get some more, we cut to a little bit more of exposition. Yeah, talking about the dying town. Right. Uh, the doc, you know, everyone that could afford left, like the doctor, yep. one woman's child is sick. She doesn't even know what's wrong with him. So basically they are in a bad situation. They They're are in, a, in a tight, tight spot and they just. <laughs> That's want- another one of your points. <laughs> 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 it's a very tight spot. 
And they, they just, they're not bad people. And I think it's a great setup for what's going on. These are not malicious people. They're not no, trying no. to kill them because they're, they're greedy. They're, they're sympathetic. Like, yeah, they're very sympathetic. And I, I really enjoy that part of it. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that later. So Vash gets up and explains that he must find the man that they're speaking of. I'm not sure if he was trying to bluff. Or foreshadowing again, because every episode seems to do a little bit of foreshadowing right. toward Vash's actual history. Right. So, well, we don't get much uh, more into what Vash is going to do next, because, well, Gosef just wrecks the building. Oh my god, he does. Yeah, just, he fists it. Oh, that's, that is totally another one of your points as it, well. It, it really is. Gives it a stink finger. Yes. Right. So, okay, can we talk about the fist? We haven't talked. Okay, stop it. <laughs> can we talk about Gosef's attack? You, you want to start okay. with it pointed like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of yes, like a yes, yes, I, and, then, I, and then you can kind of fort. Anyway, it's, uh, so let's talk about his attack here because, like episode one, we uh-huh. go back to what Bill you were talking about before. With, uh, what Descartes uh, could do? Descartes could do with his strange yeah. like boomerang. I thought his boomerang worked by having a uh, retraction cable on. Right. Right. And what we see here is actually exactly that. Right. We have a we have this dude with this giant fist, and there's like a bit of metal in between the fist and the arm holding it together, and there's a giant cable, and he right. shoots this fist, and right. it's kind of a really cool visual. It really is. I mean, rocket punches aren't anything super unique. You no, see, I mean it's but it's, it's cool, but enough, it's how but you yeah. implement it. It's how how it looks. The I retraction mean, cable look, makes it look better. Certainly. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, yeah, they even go to detail to show he's got this huge rig on his back. That, that pulls everything back in. I mean, they, they go into really good detail to yeah, kind of show it how, how it works. So we do get Professor Nebraska. He begins to gloat about how easy it was to take Vash out. Written in magic marker on Gosef's giant ham hawk of a hand, the words, beat me, just do it, with a... That st- is also entitled <laughs> one of your porns. <laughs> with a stink eye portrait of Vash. Yes. Uh, which is hilarious. And we get a really cool dramatic shot of Vash in the shadows. And Meryl really thinks that, oh my god, this is the moment. We're finally going to meet Vash. And then when it finally is Vash, the guy that, he, that she's been following for these four months, she just can't fathom it still. Mm-hmm. She really can't. Right, and it's a really cool shot. We see Vash coming out of the rubble, looking all badass. He's, he catches the magic marker mm-hmm. with the cap. So it's back in there, and he, yep. he signals to Nebraska, and he starts moving all the unconscious women out in, into safety, while yep. Professor Nebraska decides to smoke a comically huge cigar. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It was pretty interesting. Yep, definitely. Anyway, so uh, but then when he's finally done with the cigar, he begins to taunt Vash while uh, Dr. Nebraska is uh, making a statement to Vash. Meryl is just completely in shock. She's like, yeah. no, this can't be Vash. Yeah, I already said that. He can't. He can't. But then she starts adding things up from her she does. previous experiences. She does. With the facts that they know. That yeah, he we get flashbacks. Es- that he's escaped from numerous near-death situations without any harm done to him. Yeah. Without yeah. anyone dying. Yeah. So so she really starts. I think this is the episode. This is an important episode. The fact that it's finally Meryl figures it out. Right. She doesn't want to believe it. Right. But she figures it out. Professor Nebraska begins to uh, taunt Vash about how much of a hypocrite he is for not killing anyone because he points out the fact that he has 60 billion double dollars on his head. He had to have killed someone at some point. But... It is something too that is pointed out that Merrill no, does say that he's wanted for the destruction of a of a city of a million people. So yeah, yeah. It is some some it's interesting. Still, stuff. It's still at this point, there's a lot still to be right. understood right. about the character and about the backstory. So Vash finally squares up against uh, Doctor Nebraska and Gosef. 
mm-hmm. and uh, in a like a high noon style uh, draw match. And he starts, he, Professor. Uh, I keep jump, jumping from Professor ne- uh, Nebraska. I'm just saying Nebraska. Doctor Wiley. There yeah. you go. Doctor Wiley yes. begins begins telling him that it's not a good idea. He's already dealt with the uh, the fist twice because <laughs> that's another <laughs> one of his ports. I know. Return of the fist. That's a, that's a Boom. And yeah, Return of the fist. He he tells Vash that he's not going to be able to win. Especially when he decides to turn Gosef's <laughs> fist on the women. Yeah, human mincemeat special right. course coming up. And he starts spinning his fist at high speed. Yeah, that's fucking freaky. That is totally on. But we get photos. a real... Oh, good lord. <laughs> but we get a really cool... I think right. the coolest visual scene in this. Right. Right coming here. Up. So he fires at the women. And Vash... We go to another slow motion segment. Yep. Vash drawing his gun. The fist getting closer to the women. Vash leveling the gun. You know, you see stuff like the fearful women mm-hmm. reflected yep. in, in, in the there. gun. And finally... One. Two. Three. Four. Five shots into the fist, center yep. mass. I mean, pretty much the, the, the right where you want yep. on the ten mark. In fact, I don't think it was center mass. I don't think it was either. Honestly, I think the whole point of it was he was off center mass. Oh, okay. to, I think the whole cha- point of it changed the weight. Yeah, it? right. Cha- well, changed the wind. Yeah, and the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is the grouping is it's like a perfect grouping. Yeah, no, he groups it great. Right. But yeah, center mass would be right in the center of the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he's off center, so it knocks off veers. the trajectory enough to and to, it goes careening off to the right. side, which is pretty damn cool. Right. Now you notice, and you 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 already set it up, but you know Vash's gun is a six shooter, so I find it really cool that he managed to do this only with five right. bullets, right? And and to save himself one, yep. incredulous. Doctor Whiteley's like, "You did it in six shots." He goes, "No, that was five. He says, "I have one left. Could be my special one." And he fires. Well, no, he spins the chamber, yes. and then clicks the gun closed yes. without even looking at it. He fucking Russian roulette. Or, uh, yeah, Russian roulette yeah, that's what my thought too. Yeah, except he Russian, knows it's there. Yeah, Russian roulette bit. And fires right into Gosef's hand, or not hand, into his arm. Yeah, into, the, upper, into yep, the socket. Into the socket. Into the socket. And that is so cool. He falls over in pain. Which at first I was like, "Wait a minute!" He shoots him in the arm, but he falls over. But then I remember early on when he tripped over the car, he acted like it was the end of the world mm-hmm. after getting shot in his fist. Yeah, which may not have any feeling. Well, yeah, he, may not. no, he started crying when when you see him crying. From when the shot was, when his fist was off. So I think he was feeling that. And then he shoots him in the arm. And now I realize that having a nerve induction in a bionic arm, especially one that can retract like that, is a massive design flaw. Yeah, I think the Nebraska's got something to work on. Well, that, but... And also, just by the sheer way that's built. Right. That thing has got him out on the end of his arm. Right. There's got to be a hole there. Right. So Vash just basically hit real flesh. Yeah, he may right. have. Absolutely. And it hurt like hell and we've established he's a big baby. Mm-hmm. He falls over unconscious in pain. Yep. Which I find funny when you really look about, look at it. So he... <laughs> that, uh, Tonis and Sandy show up and they start talking to Vash about how awesome he is and mm-hmm. then Dr. Wiley pulls a comically large... Jesus Christ, what is this guy with the comically large anything? It's I like a it Batman a, villain. Yeah, I thought it was like a cane like the Joker had. Yeah, that's like kind of what I gun. thought. Cane it felt, like, it felt yeah. like a Batman thing. Because he's an old man, so he's got a cane. But mm-hmm. No, fair enough. You have a good point. He has the gun drawn. He's about to fire, and then Vash nerf guns him down. Yep, more more of those darts. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take, takes Tannis' gun and just... Right, <laughs> right. And, he's just, and he just has this incredulous look. He starts taunting at Vash, still trying to be intimidating, and Vash just finally goes, you know what? This world is for love and peace. And Which, I lo- I, yeah, in fairness, I mean, the, the, he didn't stop him from shooting him. Right. There's still one in the chamber, and it's still pointed at Vash. Mm-hmm. Right. All he does is embarrass him. 
Yeah. Right, but he but he starts getting the kids to do it. All the while, Meryl. That's my to, favorite part is right. when the kids join in. Yeah. Like they're just totally Meryl's trying them. to write her report. I like, and she just starts, no, no, she loses her shit. She, over doesn't, it. she doesn't want to do her report, but Millie like grabs her typewriter, like, "Hey, Meryl, quick! You've got to give today's report. Hurry, hurry!" Right. So she's just like so forlorn, right? And she's like. Oh my God! I'm I'm writing this, right. and she still can't believe and it. And she still freaks out. And cut to Kuranekosama. There, there he is. There he is at the very end. Kuranekosama. Yeah, we do. We you're do you're pointing at my dick. Close enough. That's your. That's that's what we call. Your, your, your dick is a big. It. You know what, Bill? Your dick is a big black cat with huge green eyes. Okay, just deal with it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's it. That's it. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was episode five of Trigun Hard Puncher. <laughs> God damn you guys. So uh, let's talk about episodes. Let's let's talk about what we thought. I want to start, motherfuckers. All right. I was really angry there. You were, uh, you were very forceful. Sorry. I liked it. Oh my. <laughs> um. So this episode is easily top five for me. Easily top five. I love this episode. There's not a lot of plot, which we know we used to make fun of, and we we did Excel Saga for a la- episodes with lack of plot. But I think that there are, even without any really definitive plot, there's a few important things here. Number one, Meryl finally understands <laughs> who Vash is. The second thing about this episode that is really good and, and important is the fact that we get you know this whole view of like really Vash being put in probably the worst situations we've seen him in yet and he still manages to not murder any of these townspeople right, he, he doesn't want to I mean he wouldn't yeah. even want to hurt any of them and I think that's really important to show Meryl who he really is right and and kind of build that belief and just god the humor in this episode uh-huh. is so good it's top notch it's funny it's just super enjoyable I love this episode yeah I have to agree this is probably top five material for me the plot is it's it's a chase plot it is. That's what it is. It's a Looney Tunes episode. It, it really is. It's it's, but that's not as we said. That's not bad. No. The things that I really like about this episode is there are some great action shots. Mm-hmm. I mean the the shooting Gosef's hand. Yep. Was the opening one? The, the opening bit. I mean, just some. You know, they had a really good good pacing, good timing. Yeah. Really well made. Yeah, definitely. The other thing that I really like about this episode is yes, we we finally confirmed that this is Vash. We finally see what Vash is capable of. Yeah. Actually capable of. Definitely. You know, we've seen ways where how he's cheated being shot at or been able, he has his understanding of gun mechanics to where like one dude had it, had a gun on him and he grabbed it by the cylinder so that yeah. it wouldn't rotate. In, yeah, or counting, in or counting bullets or counting or things bullets. like that. Absolutely. He doesn't do a shitload of shots either. Six shots and he takes out the enemy and yeah. doesn't kill anyone, doesn't hurt anyone. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It really goes a long way to establish that, yes. Well, I mean, he does hurt someone. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. One person. Yeah. And I'm sure the damage in a lot of ways is negligible. Probably. Outside of damage done to the mechanism. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that he does hurt somebody. Right. But not severely. Not not critically. Mm -hmm. Takes him out. Passes out from shock. Yeah. Well, that's probably the best result you want to get with a big fucker like that, Okay. Well, especially if you're putting... Big fucker like that's another one, I think, too. Anyway, carry yeah. on. Especially if you're putting six shots in his eye. All right, eye. guys, seriously? Six shots in his eye, I think, is, is another one, too. Oh, right, right. right. I thought I said eye. Right. Never mind. Uh, this is the last time I bring my porn crate over. Good. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, it is sitting there very ominously in the corner, and that that thing that keeps vibrating in there, I really don't want to take it what? and figure out what, what that is. That's, that's with Bill's torture implements. No. Oh. We decided that... We, remember, we agreed to put all of our stuff that's kind of... 
ew, in one spot. I mean, why do why, we why decide to do that? I call that the hard fister. Oh, good lord. Yeah, so, so yeah, good episode, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. In uh, the end, I really enjoyed this episode. Bill, what'd you think of it? It's probably the weakest one yet. Oh, really? Wow. Not that it's bad. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a weakest of Trigun is still better than Excel. Okay, fair or, enough. Or Naruto or any of the other crap. Believe it. Let me get that out of the way, just because it's the weakest, a weak Trigun, in my opinion. Uh-huh. It doesn't still, make it bad. It doesn't make it bad. Uh-huh. Fair um, enough. It had a lot going for it. It was funny. Mm-hmm. You did have a showdown with... Finally, a supervillain, a real yeah, hero like a he really tough really, one mm-hmm. that he could really let loose on something he could sink his teeth into. <laughs> but it was mostly a spectacle episode. Yeah, big funny chase sequence, mm-hmm. big serious standoff with monster or supervillain or yeah. however you want to put it. Right, right. right. I, I mean, it's not bad again, but it it's probably weaker than the rest of them. It had mm-hmm. comparable humor, a decent amount of heart, maybe not as much heart as some of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was as compelling. The NPCs weren't. Okay, it's fleshed out. I should say NPCs. Right. The side characters... That works too, The side characters were not as compelling. Right. Okay. I mean, the Nebraska family was just an old man and a a cyborg. To be fair, the Nebraskas will come back in a different form later, too. Right, right. But that's way down the line. It is. But I mean, mean, it is interesting that, like, they will become... I mean, not these ones in particular, but they will recur. Yeah. But you don't feel for these ones. No, you you don't. don't. You don't understand them. That's true. I mean, some of these villains, you get why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. You understand their motivations. Even you, They may even be somewhat right. Yeah. Just like the uh, water episode. You guys kind of understood. Yeah, what the guy was coming from. Where the guy yeah. was coming from. Even though he's being a dick about it mm-hmm. and greedy about it. Right. He wasn't entirely wrong. Are you saying then the Nebraskas are pretty much a, a generic throwaway villain? Right, exactly. That's exactly. Just for the sake, just for the sake of an antagonist. Power Rangers monsters a week. Right. I'm gonna let loose my big thing and another one of those porns. And uh, <laughs> I said, it, it, I didn't hate it. It wasn't yeah. terrible. Okay. We got done with it. And my wife actually goes, "Is that it?" And maybe that's a good thing because she was into it. Maybe it's a bad thing because like there wasn't enough narrative. Th- nothing happened really. Okay. Okay. And just to kind of segue into our closing. There will be a follow-up to this particular story. Right. This we, do, we do get a... It's kind of one of those things where we get a, a partnered, like a paired... Um, a a two-episode arc. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to start seeing a series of those, too, because there's going to be a lot of episodes where... Something st- happens that sets up something else right. to happen, which is cool because... I like that. It, it really does give this story a narrative thread throughout. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, I don't mind a show having a season mm-hmm. thread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the infinitely long, unresolved series thread yeah, that yeah, I get absolutely. frustrated with. Right, absolutely. Right, no, completely understand. Um, and not just in, in not just in anime, but in, in Western stuff we've talked about. You know, yeah, absolutely. Supernatural. And yeah. Two episode stories, I think, is not a bad way to go. No, yeah, def- definitely not. Definitely not. It, it gives you enough of a of an arc to be interested in, but at the, at the same time, you don't feel like you have to invest on every single episode. You'll say, hey, I want to see the... What the, those episodes in a Nepal city? Well, those two episodes. Let's pop those in. Yep, and they stand alone, pretty good too. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll kind of see how that plays out uh, when we talk about the next episode, and we'll see right. kind of how we how they how they tie together. Right. And this will be interesting because I've never seen this next episode. Really? What? I believe this is one you hate, and you skipped it every time we watched. Uh, or might, the first time, every time we might. Be. I haven't rewatched I this one yet, so I don't remember ever skipping. I remember there is a specific, specific episode that Andrew hates we'll that I have this... never seen because he skipped it over, and I believe you even went to your friend Mike and was like, "Yeah, don't ever give me anything with this on it again." <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking about. It's def- it's not this one, but 
I thought it was the one right after Nebraska. I, I, don't, I don't remember which one it is, so I, I'm going to have to really like. It had a. I know which one, and like, I will I, tell you when when we get to that. Episode. It had a, okay. a, 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 a Arcadia or. Yep, little Arcadia. Oh, that's later. Oh, is it later? Yeah, okay. that, that that's past the halfway. I guess point. I was thought that yeah, was tied. I into think I know Nebraska's. exactly the one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, so we will see how that those tie together. Mm-hmm. We will have our next review, which is Lost July. That'll be my review next week. I'm very excited. Uh, I like this episode, that episode, too. We will, we, will, we, will, we will see. And uh, a couple reminders. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where we post bonus episodes. We did one of those tonight. We're going to post that. Uh, and it's a the big episode. one. It, it's that's another one. Um, so we will uh, we will check if you if you like the show and you want to support us monetarily. We're about getting to the point where we're actually going to lose some of the back catalog, and if we can get to a certain uh, stretch dollar goal, amount. dollar amount that we can change hosting and afford it, we would love to keep those old episodes alive. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe maybe just spitballing this here, we could use that as a Patreon thing too for higher donors. Okay. That- we don't have them available on iTunes, but hey, you want that first season? Here, here you go. Boom, package. Yeah, I mean, and any and what I'm planning on doing is as we delete them off there, I'm going to post them probably on the Patreon. So if you have, if you want to donate even as little as a dollar a month to help us out, you can go back and you can listen to those after we take them down off of uh, iTunes off of and iTunes and, 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 and yeah, Potomatic and all that. So and a dollar for a whole back catalog is a pretty good deal actually it is i was looking at downloading some of the uh, hardcore history stuff that dan harlan does mm-hmm. and it's like a buck 50 for a series wow i mean he yeah. puts a lot of time and effort yeah yeah him, absolutely but i mean a yeah. buck for, a buck, buck for everything for you know yeah I, I, this part you know part one of the series part yeah. two of the series yeah. and that's actually not bad yeah and then we're, we're also going to be posting uh some bonus content on there uh as well like i know that uh ray my spouse and I, we're going to continue our Pokemon Generations review, but I think we're going to put those on the Patreon. So uh, we won't see any more, any more of those on the main feed. Right. And, uh, you know, some of the goals that we have, you know, if you if you get a chance to check it out, um, if you donate a higher amount, you can actually give us an episode of any anime that you want us to review. Oh, dear and God. And we'll review it and dedicate it to you. Oh, it could be any episode. For, fuck you, buddy. No. Any episode from any series. Okay, okay, can we, can we preface... This at least this much no hentai. There yes. are actually long running hent- episodic hentai series. Yeah. Any episode from any series. We have to watch this in my house, so I think maybe no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, maybe not hentai. Uh, Thank you. So, but but aside from that, if you want to make us watch a Naruto episode, we will watch and review it. If you want to make us watch uh, freaking Bleach, you know, Bleach. Or which I like Bleach, honestly. I, I do too. Um, or uh, Ramna one half. Oh, I like oh, Ramna. Fuck that. I like Ramna one or, half. Uh, or or the Big O, uh, or whatever. Inuyasha. You know? I love Inuyasha. Oh. Um, is there an anime that we can agree that we all hate? I don't know if that's the case. Holy shit! Case closed. I love Case closed. I never watched it. Yeah, I noticed someone put Case closed on the uh, on that our was me. Sorry. Could maybe a Patreon at a certain level suggest bonus episode topics? Ooh. Like they want to oh, know that's a good one. who our favorite Red Ranger is. That's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we uh, are also going to be releasing some movie reviews, uh, like we did with the Transformers movie. We've got uh, mm-hmm. some of those. We get, we're trying to get some people lined up. We've got a couple. We got a special guest lined up yep. for one that mm-hmm. uh, will be released eventually. It will. 
We'll save that, I think. And well, she already announced it on. Oh, her. she did, didn't yeah, she? she did. Well, do you yeah. want to go ahead and? Uh... Yeah, um, one of our uh, lo- local stand-up comedian and a friend of mine, uh, Nikki Gillette, is going to be guest hosting one of our uh, movie review episodes that we're going to be recording here very soon. Yeah. Now, when we release it, I don't know. And then we've also got, uh, you know, we've had some requests from some other people to be on some episodes too. Some people from the Questionable Endeavor Network. Yeah. Uh, some people outside the network have have expressed interest. Right. Uh, so we'll we'll and bring you knows? all kinds of great stuff down the road. We might show up in other podcasts that aren't part of Questionable Endeavor as well. I think that's. And we've also to work out. like our our you know our interview with Jessica Calvello. You know who knows? Maybe at some point we might extend an offer to someone else to be on here if we can we can get some more people who have worked in the industry. We so. might. We we've got all kinds of we we've maybe. got we've got some iron. Let's just say we've got some irons in the fire. That's true. Uh, so <laughs> fire. Uh, so yeah, okay. Enough plugging, I guess, for now. Dude, seriously, are you guys breaking into my house? Are are you looking under my bed again? <laughs> that is another one, isn't it? Uh, Damn we, it! We we've got to go. We've got it's late and it's time to go. We'll all see right. you next week for our review of Lost July. Yay. Uh, until then, Bill, can you take us out? This has been Tuning Japanese. A podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I'm so excited I can shit. And I'm Bill. (laughs) I'm supposed to be serving a prison sentence of 700 years. Oh, you guys aren't supposed to know that. Is it for all the weird porn? Yeah, I'm pretty sure some of that's not legal. I'm Josh! (laughs) Oh, and I'm the devil's helper. Because... Really? Some taught me that... that, that, that You're the devil? I I shouldn't be sleeping with another man? I don't know. Devil's helper. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm, wow. a- I'm Andy. He's just a packet of noodles and spices that he put, you put on the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That is so cool. Uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Wish I would have saved that hamburger helper joke for me, Andy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to other great shows like The Shadow Vane Podcast, The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, The Geek and Gamer Guild, Raw Attitude Podcast, The Slasher Sanitarium, and the brand new show, Pwn Stars. The Nebraska family. All right, who's the idiot that brought this car here? Are you trying to make my son trip or what? Look, you heard him. Move it now, you damn ignorant drivers. Let me borrow that thing right now. Nebraska family, what are you doing here? Both of you are supposed to be serving a jail term of 700 years. Shut your stinking trap. We released ourselves yesterday at our own discretion. That, that is called a jailbreak.